Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Soccer City, right here on your home for Louisville City FC, ESPN 680-1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. All right, we interrupt your Thurby coverage, Andy Sweeney's crowd work over at Churchill Downs, and just all of that menagerie of just craziness over there to bring you soccer city on a thursday night at six o'clock uh, as we do every week here on espn 680 1057 and the espn louisville app i'm jeff milby benton newman alongside the ups jobs text line is open so that you can join us as well 437-9680 is the ups jobs text line this is the show where we talk all things louisville professional soccer louisville city racing louisville and who knows what else Things happen. Benton, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm glad that people have some great weather for Thurby. It does. It has been a beautiful day for Thurby. It is uh, It is glorious outside. 77, sunshine. There's got, there's got to be like 70,000 people down there at the track right now, I would yeah. think. I hope they get this weather on Saturday. Including, including by the way, some racing Louisville players, we understand, down there at Thurby. So uh, hopefully they're enjoying themselves. And to your point, yeah, it'd be nice if we got this weather on Saturday for the for the Kentucky Derby. Uh Let's let's see. Let's see. Let's keep our fingers crossed. We've got a great show today. Lots going on, although Louisville City is off this weekend. They're coming off of a tie at Memphis 1-1, where maybe, arguably, they got outplayed. So Benton and I are going to kick around the question, is Louisville City a good team right now? We'll see. We'll see what Benton has to say. Uh, racing Louisville, they tied again. They've yet to win this season. Uh, are they finally learning how to win, though? We'll talk about that in our guest in the second segment. The newest Great Dane at Louisville City. We've had Magnus Rasmussen in years past. Now we have another Great Dane. It's Rasmus Tellefsen. He will join us by phone at 620. So do stick around for that. And, of course, if you have any questions for our guest tonight, 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Maybe you want to ask Rasmus about his favorite windmill in the Netherlands. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever your question may be, fire it our way. Uh, We're looking forward to chatting with him. So let's talk about Lou City Benton. Right off the top, they're coming off of that 1-1 tie at Memphis. Sean Tosh scores in the opening 10 minutes to give Louisville City the lead. Memphis scored about six minutes into the second half to make it 1-1. And it just felt like at the end of that game, Benton, that Louisville City was, uh, I'll I'll, I'll use a, a, a word that may be harsh, they were lucky, I think, to get out of there with a point. They were lucky to get out of there with a tie on the road down at AutoZone Park. What a fearsome place that is to go play. AutoZone Park down in Memphis. Uh, but for the last hour or so of the game, Louisville City got outplayed in a lot of ways, I think. Yeah, they're very much weathering a storm. And no matter how you look at it, whether you're just kind of going off the eye test watching it or looking at the statistics of the match, like it just wasn't up to snuff for what we expect for Louisville City, right? Like 
normally you should be all right getting a point on the road, and I'm not going to complain about getting that point, but it really feels like we snuck out with one rather than earned it. Yeah, it certainly did feel that way. I mean, you look at the numbers in that game, um, the shots completely favored Memphis 18 to 9 possession completely favored Memphis 61 to 39 uh you always talk about the expected goals what a what an important stat that is uh Memphis doubling up Louisville City and then some in that game uh with an expected goals value of over two with Louisville City under one goal expected goals in that game um it was it was a tricky tricky road game as it always is when you go down to memphis we remember this team from last year they were right up there at the top of the standings with louisville city all year long they were fiery emotional affairs uh philip goodrum one of their leading star players he's uh really was in the thick of it in all of those instances he had a little moment by the way uh in this game with manny perez a couple of times that, that caught my eye um we we know it's a difficult game but Louisville City, I've posed this question to you a couple of times over the last couple of weeks on air. They just seem to me that they're, they've not really been that convincing. They've gotten better defensively, certainly, since those eight goals they shipped against El Paso and Sacramento. But the, the attack, the offense has not been there uh, as consistently. They've not been able to create chances that consistent, consistently. And too often, for Louisville City fans liking, I think, Benton, we've been here saying, they got away with a point. They were lucky to earn a point. They were fortunate to come out of Charleston with a point. Bad weather, bad conditions, kind of as an excuse. They go down to Cincinnati, lose in the U.S. Open Cup against their reserve team. They started a 15-year-old Cincinnati, and we said, look, they played well. They created chances. They just couldn't put them away. It's a loss, but hey, a good performance. Go down to Memphis. Lucky to get a tie, fortunate to get a tie. I'm not convinced by Louisville City right now. We've talked about this a lot on and off air, and I'm running out of excuses to to really defend the team, right? And I think it comes down to is we have such a high bar here. We have such a history of success. Not only that, but we brought back so many players of a, of a team that had a, such a historic run last season. Just think of all the records they broke. Like, and just pretty much in any capacity, I'd argue it was the best team we ever had. And we we seemingly only upgraded it on paper, but we're not seeing it translate. Some, something is, is missing there. And I get you're going to concede a goal or two in a game, and so I'm not as concerned about giving up one in this most recent match, but it's the creation of goals. Is that where we're really lacking? We've talked about this before, but it's only becoming more and more apparent and more and more frustrating. we got a lot of guys that can put balls in the back of the net. we got a lot of playmakers that can create these opportunities. But just one thing or another is just, just not gelling. It's just not clicking together, and I, just, and, and I don't have answers for that. Well, I, I don't either, really. I mean, it, to be to be fair, let's let's give a little credit. I mean, you and I, I, I think, are on the same page on this uh, about Louisville City not being convincing. But it's still, it's not. You know, the sky is not falling right now. They're still very much uh, at the top of the Eastern Conference. They're just a couple of points back uh, of Charleston. As I pull up the standings, it is currently two points back of Birmingham. I should say in the Eastern Conference. So they're sitting in third place, all alone in third place. That's perfectly acceptable uh, under most circumstances. But to the point you were just making, uh, the goal scoring and the, the attack just has not been there. So if you look back at the, at the games, we got uh, 1-1 at Memphis, uh, 0-0 on the road at Charleston, one nothing over San Antonio, and one nothing over Detroit, all in league play over the last four games. Um, they've not scored multiple goals since the very first game of the season, a 3-1 to win at Orange County way back on March 11th. That's the last time Louisville City put more than one goal into the back of the net this season. 
Um, so the, the attack just hasn't quite been there. And maybe that's why we're seeing some, some changes. One of the big news-making uh, moments of this week uh, was Louisville City went out and signed a, a new center forward. And boy, oh boy, is he a center forward. His name is Martin Powells. He's six feet seven inches tall. He comes over from the second division in the Netherlands. Uh, six foot seven, the biggest player Louisville City has ever had. And maybe he'll come into this team and maybe he'll add a little scoring punch to the top of the formation. What do you make of that signing and, and how does that play into what we've seen out of Louisville City so far this season? I'm excited about this in a number of capacities. One, I've always kind of been in the camp that I wanted a third striker in the mix. I just think felt things felt shallow with just two with Wilson and Cam. I know Brian Ombi can flex up into that position, but like let's keep him in his ideal role, right? right? It's, let's it's less than ideal to have him there, yeah. Yeah. Um, not only that, but uh, you're bringing in a uh, another player who I'm assuming they've they've thoroughly scouted. We were talking about this before we even got on air. Is Louisville City has a great history of recruiting players. Not often do you get any air quote misses or whatnot. So I really trust the staff in bringing in the right guys to do the job. And third is that um, not only does he have, have like a good playing profile based off of their uh, the research, but his height. Like you, you, you can't ignore that. He brings something different to the table on that, uh, where or maybe Wilson and Cam don't excel as much. So it's a, a different look you can also add to that mix, but yet somebody who's still going to fit the uh, the framework that they have for that role. Yeah, I tell you what, one of the criticisms criticisms that maybe you could lob, uh, lob at, at Louisville City this season has been that the service from out wide has not been that consistently good in terms of you know whether it's Brian Ombi out wide, whether it's Manny Perez getting out, uh, getting in the attack as a fullback on the other side, Musha Galusa, Amadou Dia. You know, time and time again they'll get a ball into the box and it maybe just isn't quite there. It's a lot easier to put in good service when the target you're aiming for is six foot seven. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it, it almost feels like they're just crossing into the box and praying somebody finds it, and that's just not a recipe for success, right? But if you got a guy that's six seven in there, you're bumping those odds up a little bit. I'd like for them to be a little more tactical in the in the way that they're they're sending those balls in there, and um, I mean, maybe there's more rationale that I'm giving them credit for with some of those, but uh, but again. That height is certainly going to help in some of those situations. Powell's just 24 years old. Uh, he most recently, as we mentioned, played in the second division in the Netherlands. He scored seven goals and had two assists during the most recently complete. Actually, that's the 2021-2022 season I'm talking about. Um, he comes over to the United States now. Quite a big move for him personally, I would think, at a still relatively young age at 24. Um, obviously, the the size jumps off the page, but as you have mentioned and, and pointed out uh uh, online, um, he is the kind of player that will sit, will will suit the system that Louisville City wants to play. He's a player who's going to press, who's going to run. You know, at, at six foot seven, you don't necessarily expect that, right? You think he's going to be a big target that's just going to sit up front and hold the ball up and be big and physical. Um, he's kind of a gangly guy, um, a, a little untoward maybe as an athlete, but. He's got tremendous size, and he's going to run, and that's that's what Louisville City wants up there. Another thing I kind of like about him is his age. I think he's at a good age where he's learned a good bit over uh, over in the Netherlands, but also still has room where he's going to continue to grow and develop. So I think he's going to bring a nice blend to the table and also kind of a known, unknown entity in the league, and I like that as well. I think that can, at least initially, throw some teams off. They don't know what's coming at them. Yeah, and it certainly makes it more difficult to scout. For all, sure. All, all of those things. Um, should we take it as a... How do we view this? Do we haven't had obviously the opportunity for Danny Cruz to speak on the signing since since it was announced? Uh, but do we think Danny Cruz went out and said, "All right, I need a little more goal scoring, a little more punch in my attack. Let's go find a forward." Or do you think this is something that's been in the works 
for a few weeks, maybe even before the season. What do you think? Is this reactionary, or is this all part of the plan for Danny Cruz and Louisville City Honestly, this year? I think it's a little bit of both. I think they're they're identifying a need, and he, time and time again, he continues to talk about competition and practice, and getting another guy in there to drive that competition is going to help. At the same time, I think they're always looking at who's available and what the team needs are. And I, so I think it's kind of an ongoing search that will, will still continue. And as guys come up and needs arise, then things like this happen. <laughs> kind of came out of the, the, the blue from where I'm sitting. So you, you have to imagine that um, the recent run has had at least a little bit of influence. His first opportunity to play for Louisville City, uh, at least we would believe, would be next weekend against Miami. That's on May 13th, a week from Derby Day, a week from Saturday, that'll be at Lynn Family Stadium, lucity.com slash tickets, or 502 Lucity to get your seats for that one. Again, Martin Powell's the new signing from the Netherlands and Louisville City, uh, hoping to find some more goal scoring when they uh, play that game coming up in just a, a week's time. Again, May 13th, Saturday, against Miami. Let's take a time out. When we come back, we'll talk to one of Louisville City's new signings as well, another player from Europe, talking about Martin Powell's. We're going to talk to Rasmus Tolufsen. He came over from uh, Denmark in the offseason. He's been a big addition to this team. He started a number of games, made a big impact. He is our guest, and we will talk to him when we return. Again, the UPS Jobs text line is open, 437-9680. Give us a shout. Hit us up on Twitter, at Soccer City Radio, at Jeff Milby, at Purple SDF. Rasmus Tolufsen when we come back on Soccer City. You're listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Welcome back at Soccer City here on ESPN 680. 1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. I'm Jeff Milby. Benton Newman is along. Spencer Brown, our producer tonight, and our guest this evening is one of Louisville City's newest players, Rasmus Tellefson, who came over from Denmark in the offseason. He joins us now. Hey, Rasmus, how you doing? Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Hello. I'm good. I'm good. And you? We are doing really well. Uh, it is a beautiful day, and, and we're, uh, we're enjoying ourselves so far. So thanks so much for, for taking the time uh, to speak with us today. Uh, obviously, you made a, a huge move for your career in the offseason uh, to come over to join Louisville City. You've already made a huge impact on the team, becoming a, you know, one of the regular contributors this year. Uh, but, but walk us back to the offseason. Uh, how did this move to Louisville City uh, come about for you? So I was I was playing in Denmark for like six, seven years, and I just wanted to try something new. And um, I, my agent had a connection with, with Danny, the coach. So I had a phone call with him, a really good one, where we discussed everything. And yeah, after one week or two, we, we made a deal out of it, and uh, I'm really happy about it. So what about uh, Coach Cruz in, in Louisville City kind of sold you on making such a, such a big move like this? What attracted you? Just you know, to try something totally different, what I'm uh, what I'm used to, and uh, go so long way, a long way from home is is a big thing. But I think I have done it good so far. Uh, I want I want to help the team more in, in in parts of goals and assists, of course. But I think that will come in in the next time. But uh, I'm happy I played so much until now. I think I think everything has has went pretty good. 
Before you came over, before you, you signed with Louisville City, had you ever heard of Louisville? Did you know anything about Kentucky? What, what was your impression just of, of not only the, the, the club, Louisville City, but also uh, the community of Louisville and, and the city that you moved to? Had you ever heard of it before? I haven't really heard about Louisville and Kentucky, but I've heard about the USL because I had some friends playing here. Um, not in Louisville particularly, but in USL. And uh, yeah, I've heard good stuff about it and yeah, just wanted to try it out. Has anything uh, about the USL been a unique challenge compared to other leagues that you've played in? Uh, definitely the travel so mm. far has, has been a big di- di- difference. Uh, I mean, in Denmark, we only have four or five hours the most in the bus, so uh, that's, uh, that's a big difference. But uh, other than that, I feel like the level here is good. Uh, they have some individually good players. Um, so, yeah, it's nice. You came over from uh, the Superliga in Denmark. That's the top division in Denmark. How would you compare the level? You mentioned that the level is good with the USL. How would you compare the level between the league that you came from and, and the league that you're in now? I would say the top teams here could play in the Superliga in Denmark. Uh, so I, I would say our team, Louisville, could, could participate in the Danish league pretty good. So I think the level here is solid. It's really good. And uh, as I said before, there's some pretty good individual players around the clubs. Yeah, you, you've joined a team with a lot of roster continuity. What's it been like joining a, a group that's pretty familiar with one another? Was it was there a pretty quick transition for you? Yeah, I mean, they helped me a lot. Both the, the staff and the players, it's, it's been amazing. It's been easy for me. So... And as you said, you could feel like right away when you came that there was a good bond between the players because, yeah, I think 90% of the the squad is the same from last year. So, yeah, you feel the good connection between the guys and, yeah, it's just we're trying to build on from here. Talking with uh, new Louisville City midfielder and forward Rasmus Tellefsen uh, joining us by phone. Rasmus, uh, we were just talking about in the first segment of our show uh, that while you guys have had a lot of success this year, obviously, you're in third place in the Eastern Conference, uh, it's also been a little bit uh, of a difficulty scoring, it seems like, over the last four or five games or so. Um, w- what do you make of, of the, the last couple of weeks for your all's team, particularly in the attack? Yeah, you're right. I mean, we have talked a lot about this in the squad but and in the staff. I think I think we just need to be more clinical in, in the, the last zone of the pitch, you know, the last pass, the last finish. That's the thing that will, you know, once once it goes goes in the first time, it will come easier. The second, third time, all this kind of stuff you you heard all the time, but it's just how it is, you know. It's about confidence and and knowing each other, uh, who makes the right runs for each other. And yeah, I think it will come in the next games. That's, I mean, that's it's what we have worked on a lot last couple of days. We've also seen you in a couple of different spots uh, in the lineup or in terms of the formation. Uh, you know, we've seen you as that number 10, that attacking midfielder. Um, we've also seen you on the wing a couple of times. So, you know, for, for, for those listening, for the fans listening, um, t- tell, talk about a little bit about your game, what you feel like uh, your, your best attributes and biggest skills are, and then also maybe uh, what, what position you think is your, your best position on the field. I mean, I'm always just happy when I play. So if it's, if it's on the rise, if it's on the left, if it's as a 10, I'm... I'm happy to play and help the team, but of course I, I feel like I can I can help the team in the offensive part, like making runs, breaking breaking lines with passes and stuff. And yeah, just 
just help in general to to get closer to the goal and get big chances. You mentioned that your agent uh, had a relationship with with Danny Cruz, the head coach. Um, what have been your impressions of him as a head coach? He's obviously a very young head coach, just 33 years old. He's in his third season as a head coach at this level. Um, what have you noticed about him um, as the leader of, of your all's team? It's been great so far. Um, always know what, what he wants from me and, and the other guys. I mean, he talks directly to you what's, what he wants. So it's been clear for me all the way what's, what kind of things he, he wants to improve in the team and for myself individually. So I've been really happy about him. Um, also thinks he's a good person, of course, like have a good relationship with the, with the whole group. That's important too. So, yeah, and as you said, he's a young coach. He, he has a bright future. So looking ahead, you guys got a week off uh, this weekend, but next week you're taking on Miami. Um, what have you guys uh, seen from them in the play with your, uh, your film review and what are you expecting? So I haven't seen a lot of Miami yet, but I'm sure within the next week before the game we'll have a lot of video analysis. But so far I don't know that much. I just know that I heard that they're pretty structured good. So, yeah, I'll look forward to next week and the next game. Talking with Rasmus Tellefsen here, Louisville City's number five, one of the new signings this season uh, that's come into the team. Uh, Rasmus, I know we asked you about Louisville and Kentucky and, and what you knew about the community, uh, but you guys are off this weekend in large part because it's the Kentucky Derby weekend. Um, so do you know anything about the horse race? And if so, do you have any plans? I know a lot of Louisville City guys have made an effort to get out to Churchill Downs over the years uh, and see see the Kentucky Derby. Uh, just tell us what you know about the race and maybe what you're, what you're planning on doing for it, if anything. Yeah, so, so before I came here, I hadn't heard about the Derby before, but I... Within the first week, uh, many of the guys told me I should look forward to this event, so I'm looking forward to it. We have uh, tickets for tomorrow and Saturday, so the team is going, and I'm looking forward to it. As long as I, I know and I hear from the other guys, it's like a pretty nice event, so yeah, looking forward to it. Well, we hope the uh, weather holds out for you guys and you get a good day out at the tracks uh, both tomorrow Thank and you. Saturday. Um, Kind of on a, on a similar topic. Now that you've been here in, in Louisville for uh, for at least a couple of weeks now, where have been your, some of your favorite spots? Whether to hang out, places to eat, whatnot. I mean, we have a, a sponsorship with the with the Wi-Fi club, uh, a wellness club. I've been here a lot. I like to to go in sauna and cold plunge and stuff. All this nutrition thing, it's been good. Otherwise. Uh, the Nulu spot uh, or the Nulu city where there's a bunch of coffee shops and restaurants. I like that spot. Otherwise, yeah, I would say there's some good restaurants around. I, I don't remember them all, but yeah, they have definitely have good food here. Well, Rasmus, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Glad to hear that you're you're settling into not only the new team and the new city. Uh, uh, it, it, it really wish uh, wish you the best of luck going forward, and uh, hopefully, hopefully you enjoy yourself this weekend at the Kentucky Derby. Maybe put down a couple winning bets. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. but uh, but thanks so much, man. Enjoy talking to you, and, and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you very much. Have a good day. That's Rasmus Tellefsen, the new midfielder forward for Louisville City, coming over from Denmark where he spent, like he said, the last six or seven seasons uh, here with Louisville City. Uh, the boys in purple heading to the track this weekend. That's an exciting exciting development for them. Yeah, good for them. I feel like all the new guys got to go check it out. And 
I was half expecting this that he'd bring up that Vi-Fi club. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. Oh, no. He's always posting, like, going there, like, for the, like, the recovery stuff yeah. and whatnot they have there. I could tell he was a big fan. Well, good for him. He's uh, he's serious about his recovery. Yeah. Uh, obviously, takes his, takes his profession really seriously. And what a cool thing. This is one of the things that... Um, you know, you can sell players on, I think, the Kentucky Derby, right? If you're out trying to recruit players, not only domestic players from across the country, but international players, you can say, hey, come to Louisville. Not only will you get to play in Lynn Family Stadium, one of the nicest stadiums, newest stadiums in the country, not only will you get to play before some of the best fans in the country, and, and particularly in Louisville City's case, play for a winning team that has established themselves, has an established culture, you also... Per, uh, possibly, and this year it seems, get to go to the Kentucky Derby, uh, which is one of the premier events in, in American sports every year. So, I mean, what a cool thing. It, it just makes that uh, that sales pitch, I think, a little bit easier for both Louisville City and Racing Louisville. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to offer here, and it's. Uh, I'm glad that they're they're doing a good job presenting it to the players. I mean, shout out to Jeff Greer. I know he worked on a presentation on the racing side of things, and I'm sure that they can uh, probably steal a lot of that information and share it on the Louisville City side to, to sell people on the city. Let's talk a little bit about Rasmus uh, and, and sort of what his season has looked like. He mentioned that he would like to have contributed in terms of goals or assists. He's not done that yet this year, uh, in, in fairness, but he has made a number of contributions. He started eight games, he's, uh, or played in eight games, rather, had seven starts as well, played uh, significant, significant minutes. He's been one of the regulars for Louisville City. What have you made of him coming into this team? What impact in, in your estimation Benton has he made I think he's been a quiet contributor and I don't mean that a, a lack of impact but like he's he's kind of the past before the past before the assist type of role right almost the kind of uh I'm not gonna say this a similar playing profile of Tyler Gibson but the level of, of of impact it's generally not as uh as flashy he's doing a lot of the uh, the dirty work he's a smart player and I think he's been very consistent and arguably um one of the most consistent one of the better players on the uh on the pitch week in and week out. I think he's been an awesome acquisition. I know leading into the season, I was very excited about him, um, especially um, seeing that just kind of looking on paper and from what I could tell, the leagues he had come from was maybe just slightly above the USL. So I knew he was kind of a, a big get for us. But um, but no, um, it's, it's one of those things where it's the more time he gets playing with our team and playing in this league, the more comfortable he's going to get. And I think the more we're going to see from him. But I mean, he started out very strong in my book. What about you? Yeah, I like your I like your your comparison there to Tyler Gibson. He's sort of influential, but it's it's not going to necessarily pop out and make the headlines. But he has a huge impact on the game. Um, it, it it's sort of it's sort of nuanced, maybe if you want to describe it that way. The way that he's able to have an impact on the game, um, as you mentioned, he brings tremendous quality into the team, uh, technical ability into the team. Um, and I would expect, uh, we, we didn't ask him about this, but I would imagine some, a good bit of leadership as well. Not that this team needs any, any it's not like they lack leadership, uh, but he's an experienced guy. He's played uh, in Denmark, his home country, for a number of years, dating back to 2016. He's a veteran at this point of the professional game. Um, he certainly knows his way around a soccer field. So um, he, he's had a big impact. Um, but to his point, I would imagine he would have liked to have seen himself maybe bag a goal uh, once already this year, maybe get an assist. Uh, but that's not to say he hasn't had an impact. He has, certainly. Yeah, it was always going to be kind of uh, big shoes to fill, fill back kind of backfilling Corbin Bone in a way. But I think he's he's done a fantastic job of it. And I do want to shout out his performance in Cincinnati. Sean Toast played absolutely out of his mind and I think in some ways overshadowed Rasmus's contribu- uh, contribution in that one. Yeah, I mean uh- – Sean Tosh grabbed all the headlines for his performance oh, yeah. in that in that loss to Cincinnati. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. Let's let's wrap up the 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 conversation about Louisville City uh, with this Benton. I'll I'll, I'll pose it to you 
in this way. Talking about the lack of scoring, uh, the issues offensively that we've seen over the last few weeks. That's not to say, by the way, that they've been uh, they've been great defensively. Uh, they, they've come up with a number of shutouts. We just mentioned Sean Tosh. He's been stellar the last couple of weeks. Scored the goal on Saturday at Memphis. Um, but I'll pose it to you like this about the offensive issues and the attacking issues. Where is your concern level on a, on a scale of 1 to 10 right now for Louisville City's attack? How, how concerned are you? Is it alarm bells going off for Benton Newman, or are you completely comfortable and you think that you're confident this team is going to round into form? Give me a 1 through 10 where you are. I don't want this to sound a cop-out, but I think I'm at a 5, and it's, just, it's kind of been gradually going up over time, right? Like, the more this problem lingers, the more this hinders our chance to win the league title. And that's what we want, right? That's the that's been the elusive accolade that this team has yet to get, and that's why the bar is so high. In terms of the regular season title, you mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think this team they have a a playoff gene, if you will, sure. uh, within Absolutely. their DNA, and they'll they'll fare fine there. But I think we need to more consistently prove how dominant that we are, not just scraping away points, but winning and winning convincingly. And to do that, you get to bag multiple goals. Not just one, not just set pieces. Like we need to score from open play. Our strikers need to be scoring. Our wingers need to be scoring. Our midfield need to be sprinkling a few in there as well. Um, you know, we were, we were talking about just the kind of run it down the flank and cross it in the box and, and pray sort of strategy. Again, there's probably more thought there than I'd like, but I would like to see some more working on the box and ultimately just our number of shots have kind of lagged behind yeah. where, where they probably need to be to score. You got to shoot and. Um, you know, I get they're trying to be selective about the opportunities that they're going for, but just I mean, you know, I'm I'm thinking right now of Cameron Lancaster's goal was like two years ago from like about midfield, from like forty I mean, yards. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. yeah, it was like that knuckleball one. Just sometimes you just gotta just gotta fire let it fly it and yeah. see what happens there. And and I know they've done it on an occasion. And you know, I'm hoping here in a few weeks we can look back and laugh of how much we were worrying and stressing and talking about this lack of goal scoring. But right now, I mean, it's been like. It's been the whole season. You know, it's not like they started out re- like real hot, bagging a ton of goals. I mean, they had like a match or two there. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm ultimately the answer to your question. I'm about at the midway point, but I think I'm a pretty patient individual. Um, you might, I'm assuming that you're maybe a little bit farther along the scale than I, I am. I'm a little more panicked than you are. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll refer to something Danny Cruz said last week that we played, I believe, on last week's show. Uh, he talked about. He was asked the question after the Cincinnati game. You know, are you concerned about the lack of goal scoring right now? And he said, No, no, no. Everything will be fine. I've been asked that question before. And then the next game on the weekend, we show up and we score three goals, and nobody's worried about the goal scoring drought anymore. Uh, that hasn't happened yet. That's the issue. We're still waiting on that that avalanche of goals. We're still waiting on the dam to break wide open in terms of uh, of attacking. So uh, I'll, I'll put myself personally. I'll say I'm about a seven right now um, because. The other issue, to the point you made about the number of shots they've had, it's not like there have been a number of performances over the last couple of weeks where you go, oh, the Cincinnati game was a good one, where you say, oh, if they had just been able to take a couple more chances, they could have easily had four goals, right? That game, that was true against a B team from Cincinnati. Outside of that, there hasn't really been a performance where you thought, oh, Louisville City, sure, they deserved three or four goals in that game, but only got unlucky, only got one. It had just the, the shots and the chances just haven't been there over the last two, three weeks. Yeah. I think this is kind of where that new striker signing comes in the mix, right? Like I think historically he's been right. We, we go on a few games slump every, you know, everybody's hair on fire because we're not used to losing or not doing as well. And then all of a sudden we, we find our, our groove and we, we get going again. And I think there's been, it's been noticed by everybody that that hasn't fully happened yet this season. And again, I think the striker 
signing is just going to add to that competition and maybe add somebody else into the mix who can uh, who can bag some goals. Yeah. Um, so Again, we'll see how things plan pan out. Talking about Martin Powell's the new signing from the Netherlands, six foot seven, and by the way, the height of a soccer goal is eight feet. So I would suspect he'll be able to leap higher than the crossbar to head a ball down into the back of the net, potentially. We will see. And, uh, oh, by the way, in terms of goal scoring so far, Louisville City just seven goals in league play. That puts them tied for 18th in the USL. That's the bottom third, as you can imagine. That's not a championship number. It's it's not. A long time to go in the season, and obviously, as we mentioned, they're still in third place in the East, so it's not the the sky isn't falling, but they're certainly, I think, uh, a legitimate concern right now around Louisville City. Also legitimate concerns... I think around racing Louisville, uh, have the performances been improved? Absolutely. But they're still looking for their first win of the season. They've got a game coming up on Saturday. They're playing on Derby Day. It's on the road at Orlando. We'll talk about their season. We'll preview that game when we come back after this break. It's Soccer City here on ESPN 680, 105.7 in the ESPN Louisville app. You're locked on Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Welcome back, Soccer City, here on ESPN 680, 105.7 and the ESPN Louisville app. Every Thursday night at this time, this is what we do on this station. We talk about soccer uh, here on this Soccer City radio program. You can join us, 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Hit us up on Twitter at Soccer City Radio at Jeff Milby at Purple SDF. Benton, we have talked a lot about uh, Louisville City so far, uh, so let's turn our attention to racing Louisville. As I mentioned, heading into the break, they are in action this weekend at the Orlando Pride, seven o'clock on Saturday night. So once the Derby's over, right? Derby's around six o'clock normally. So once all the post-race coverage of the Kentucky Derby is over, flip it over to Paramount Plus. You can watch Racing Louisville in action. A team still looking for their first win of the season. Racing Louisville with four ties through the opening five games of the year. Their only loss was to the defending NWSL champions, the Portland Thorns, on the road in a game in which they kind of they played well. I mean, they lost, but they played well. Uh, but this most recent performance is the continuance of a theme so far for racing Louisville. It was a 2-2 tie last weekend at home against O.L. Rain, Megan Rapino and company in town. And once again, for the second time this season, racing took a two-goal lead and had it at halftime and couldn't hold on to that lead in the second half. They gave up a penalty kick. Katie Lund, the goalkeeper, came out, uh, gave up a really a, a difficult penalty to swallow. And then Savannah DeMello, uh, was shown off with a red card, a second yellow card on a silly situation. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, put Racing Louisville down to 10 players, and they couldn't hang on. And O.L. Rain came back to tie it 2-2. So the question I posed to you, Benton Newman, at this stage in the season, still very early, Racing Louisville five games in. In fact, the entire NWSL is five games in. Racing Louisville sitting on four points with those four ties. That's third from the bottom. But the good news, they're only two points out of the playoffs right now. So are you buying stock in Racing Louisville? Are you selling your Racing Louisville stock? Are you just standing pat with what you own uh, proverbially in Racing Louisville right now? Are you buying or selling? Jeff, I'm buying even harder than I was Buying before. even harder? Get my man on the phone to the stockbroker. He's buying I'm Racing Louisville stock. I'm smashing that button. Yes, we got to get in now because it's that... That stock's about to take off. Like, if you watch that game, we were so dominant against a good OL Rain team. 
and, and we and we gave it up. Like it's just these little blunders that they're going to be able to fix. These, it's still a young team, a young gelling team. Like think of what they're doing now, and what they can do later. Like obviously, lots lots of issues with what transpired against the rain. But man, like you really saw why we have been so excited about this team in that match. If you kind of just kind of take some white out over those few moments within yeah. the game, they looked fantastic. They were dominating the game. They certainly were, and and it's it's again. All season long, there have been these flashes of brilliance where you think, wow, if this team can do that for a full 90 minutes, if they can put together a full performance at that level, uh, they're going to be a really, really good team, a really hard team to beat in the NWSL. I mean, and players like Savannah DeMello exemplify that. Her goal against the OL Reign over the weekend was phenomenal, an absolute blast from outside of the box, Um, but... It's still a young team learning how to win. That's the, the biggest thing for me. That's the theme of the season. That's the headline of the season so far for Racing Louisville. They are learning how to win. Katie, Katie Lund comes off of her line in a situation where Abby Ersig is right there, one of the center backs for Racing Louisville, tries to make a play on the ball and just plows right through an OL Reign player, gives up the penalty. They score the penalty. And then in the second half, Savannah DeMello, her frustration seemed to just overtake her in a moment she's already on a yellow card she just punts the ball away just out of frustration in a moment uh, that she will certainly want back gets shown an automatic second yellow card not only is she thrown out for that game obviously with a red card but she has to serve her one game red card suspension on Saturday down at Orlando Um, so first of all the question I'll pose to you this time those two mistakes obviously you can clean them up but it just shows a team learning how to win. What do you make of that? And then having DeMello out on Saturday, such a big miss, such a big loss for Racing Louisville. Look, we have to keep in mind a lot of the core of this team is still young, and they're going to make these mistakes, right? Katie Lund, she's going to look back at the film, realize she wasn't done it. Like, that one's obvious. I'm a little more frustrated in Savannah DeMello's uh, situation. Same exact thing happened, I believe it was last year, it was away at Detroit with Wilson Harris, late in the game, already on the yellow card, just punted the ball up in the yeah. air in frustration, boom, second yellow, all of a sudden you're in a rough spot, right? And this is a game where, I mean, the rain, we're, we're trying to come back, she was, uh, I mean, Savannah was on a yellow card, somebody got carded on the other team for a similar situation only a few minutes earlier, and then you go to that, you got to keep your head. You got to keep your head, and it, it's a tough learning moment, and you have to wonder if having her on the pitch... Does that stop that second goal from coming in late in the game? Maybe, maybe not, but um, it had to be an impact. So disappointed in that one. They, they, they handed the game away, but at the same time, like aside from those moments, like, like these flashes that we keep talking about, yeah. pretty long flash, right? Yeah, like, I mean, just the majority of the match was a flash. Yeah, they, well, it, it has grown and grown and grown. It, it's turned into from some good moments to full halves against Washington, against Angel City. Uh, more than a half against O.L. Reign. Um, I, they're starting to... They're almost there, which is why I'm with you in buying stock and racing Louisville. Yeah, I mean, because they're almost there. It just feels like they just need one final stroke of luck, one final break to go their way before they can finally get over the hill, get that first win behind them, and then it feels like this team could go off on a little run. Could They could absolutely become one of the top contenders in the league based on the talent, based on what we've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they doubled up the shots on, on the rain. It's the like, rain, like, I didn't expect this. It's the exact opposite. You said this in the break. It's the exact, exact opposite of what's going on with Louisville City. With Louisville City, you feel like they're lucky to get out with a point at Memphis. They're fortunate to get out of Charleston with a point on the road. Maybe, you know, maybe they you could almost argue they stole those points. Racing Louisville's getting stolen from. They're getting robbed. 
uh, of, of points in these games. They dropped four points easily against Angel City and against O.L. Rain. You could argue they dropped a couple of points against Washington as well because they killed him in that second half. So they're just so much right there. But but back to DeMello, how much of a miss is she coming up on Saturday night? I mean, that's going to be a big miss, right? Like she's she scored goals. She creates goals. Like she's like she's a top player in this league. Like you can't ignore not having her on there. And this is where other players are going to have to step up. And we keep talking about some of these young, exciting players. And I think we got to also give a shout out to some of the veteran players that we've got, like Abby Erisic, Carson Pickett. Last match against the Rain, Carson Pickett nearly had two <laughs> long range goals of her own. Two. Yeah, I mean, just needed one of those to go in, and it's a, and that's a different game there. But um, but they've been consistent pieces, and I feel like um, players like them are going to need to step up in her absence to to kind of make up for that that lack of talent there. You, to that point, that's a good point and a good segue for me. Uh, Kim Bjorkgren, the head coach of Racing Louisville, he had some thoughts when he was asked earlier today by reporters about Savannah Demello missing out on the game. Here was what he had to say: If it plays. It's not playing, Spence. You got it. This, there we go. Just a little bit, but uh, there will be some no worries. Other players that's gonna have the opportunity to show how good they are now. So I'm not so nervous about it. Well, that's the point. He said he's not so nervous about Savannah Demello missing Saturday's game. He's supposed to say that. Though. He's got to say that, right? I mean, Savannah Demello is a phenomenal player. She is one of these next generation of stars that I think is going to be in the women's national team consistently after this World Cup. Obviously, this last World Cup this summer, she might be on the outside looking in. I think she's got an outside chance to make it, by the way. So she might be on the outside in, though, this summer. But after that, she's going to be a regular, regular for the U.S. women's national team because she's so talented. She is an elite dribbler of the ball. She draws fouls like no other person in the NWSL um, she is a, just a phenomenal, phenomenal get for racing Louisville. And having her out on Saturday against Orlando, uh, they're going to have to find another creator, another playmaker, another player who can take players on. They'll have to adjust, certainly. Uh, have to adjust their attack and adjust their game plan. Yeah, I mean, they have uh, they just signed Jordan Baggett, who's That's another right. midfielder that, that um, there. If uh, Pikiyamsa, if she's healthy, she's somebody that can flex up, um, is sort of a defensive midfielder, and they can push Jalen Howe up the pitch. They got options and talented options, but I mean, like kind of like to to your point before, Savannah's destined to be a household name. Like you just you just cannot ignore her absence. But with that said, or well, Rain, they're not the strongest team in the league. I'd say they're a, they're a bottom half team. Yes, we're playing Orlando. On the road. You mean Orlando? You yes. said you said oh, well, Rain. Oh, sorry. yeah. I'm still I'm still caught up in that match. I no. know. Yeah. Yes. Or, or Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Yes, they are a a bottom half team. I would say in this league, it's again away is always a, a difficult thing. But I mean. You can't help but think that against a weaker opponent like this, maybe maybe this is the time where we're able to to get that win. But it, playing on the road without Savannah Demello might it, might diminish his chances a bit. Orlando, for what it's worth, to your point about being a bottom half team, they're currently in last place, just three points. They're coming off of their first win of the season, and goodness, what a win it was! They won three to one at San Diego, uh, a little bit of an upset on April 29th in that game. So I'll ask you another question, Ben, and pose it to you this way. Is this a must-win for racing Louisville? You're on the road at a team that is struggling. They are coming off a win, as we just mentioned, but a team that is struggling in last place in the league. Um, You are a team on the cusp of victory. If they go down there and lose, how do you feel? And if they go down there and tie, how do you feel? And is it a must-win? That's what I'm thinking right now. 
So again, maybe it's because I'm patient, but I don't think this is a must. You have much more patience than me. <laughs> there's a lo- there's still a lot of season left to play, right? And playing on the road always is always an added factor of difficulty. But to your point, it's a it's a weaker team and something I think of any away matches you have a little bit more opportunity you think to to secure those points. Um, if they lose, um, you know I'm I'm thoroughly disappointed. You have to look at the at Savannah Demello missing, and it's just that much more impact of her just randomly booting the ball up in the air. Um, yeah, again, not the end of the world. You're really you're you're not wrong to be, but you're really hung up on that, aren't you? It's it's such a self inflicted. You're, you're not thing. wrong to feel that way. It's so self inflicted. It's different if you're challenging for the ball or or doing any other soccer play. No, it was it was a dead ball situation, and you just punt the ball like. I have a hard time getting around that one. That was the same way too when uh, when Wilson did that in Detroit. I don't think that Detroit one cost us though. But um, you know, if they if they lose again, not the end of the world. You have to look back at those situations. If they draw again, I mean, it's probably going to be another similar story, right? Like if they draw, I imagine it's it's going to be them controlling the game by and large, but still not finding a way to win. It will be asking the same questions. Well, you got to wonder, right, at this stage of the season, at this stage of this streak for them, tying all these games, four ties out of the opening five games, is the frustration building? Is the confidence waning, perhaps? That would be the concern, right, for racing Louisville. Uh, Uchina Kanu, one of the new signees this year, the Nigerian international, she talked to reporters today as well, uh, and she spoke about uh, that situation for racing Louisville. They're just so desperate for their first win right now. Uh, we, we just need to be in the right positions as forwards, uh, make the right runs, mm-hmm. and... Of course, uh, do maybe a little bit uh, uh, extras in the end of trainings and, you know, get used to those reps and those shots and uh, those techniques and be there, like be there in the right time to finish and, of course, finish as a team well during the games and, you know, get used to the last minute uh, tension and uh, work hard to press to the last minute and not give away any more goals in the end, at least to get the winning. That's the the phrase she used there that I want to go back to, the last-minute tension. Just that last moment of, we're right here. We can win this game if we just do these little things. That's that's where they've kind of faltered over the over the season so far. That's why they don't have at least two wins on the board, and that's why they are winless so far. Um, it's, a, it's a young team growing, learning, and that's probably the last hurdle for me is that it, the late-game tension, as Uchina Kanu put it. Yeah, and I, what what continues to bring me peace of mind when thinking about this racing Louisville team and the situation that they're in is, we've said this before, a lot of new players, they're still gelling with one another. we got a lot of youth. There's a lot of reason to believe that as this season progresses, they're just going to get better and better, more and more connected. And you have to think that that might be a difference maker in a match like the OL Rain one, right? So right, absolutely. Well, that's, that's what I'm clinging to at least. Again, this game coming up on Saturday night, seven o'clock. You can watch it on Paramount Plus. About an hour after the Derby finishes up, Louisville Racing, Louisville that is down at the Orlando Pride, looking for their first win of the season. Uh, so Benton, all that said, how are you feeling about the game? What is your prediction? What do you think happens? Do you think they go down and get that win? Do you think it's another tie, or do you think it's even a loss? I I, I have a hard time. Pegging this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna maintain my optimism. I think they're gonna they're gonna get a win, but again, like those question marks we were talking about before, playing on the road, missing Savannah Demello, like does that hurt us? Or maybe maybe is there the shakeup in the lineup, the miss absence of Demello? Does that maybe 
add a different spark to the team, something, a different look that maybe, um, um, I almost called him the rain again, that Orlando right. isn't prepared for. I don't know. Let's say I, I, I think this is as good a chance as, as any that we're going to have to win here. It's, it's one of those things. It's like in basketball. Sometimes um, it, it's the, it's the um, I can't think what the, what the phrase was, but it's like when your best player is missing, but suddenly other players step up their game, yes. contribute, and it almost becomes more of a team game. They rely on one guy or one girl so much. And Racing Louisville, not saying they rely on Savannah DeVello too much because she's such a phenomenal player and, again, such a great individual player, the way she can dribble and take players on. But maybe maybe with her out of the lineup, maybe the other players can kind of find their voices a little bit, find their confidence a little bit, and maybe it's a, it's a, a more spread-out performance on Saturday night. The more I think about this one, the more I'm talking myself into it. It's going to be a win. I'm, like, I'm really too. hyping myself up in my mind. Like, as, as, as frustrated and annoyed as we are about how things have transpired for, for this team and where we think they should be, imagine how it feels for them, right? They see the same stuff as us. They probably know the game more intimately, like – They've got to be, I'm not going to say down on, on themselves, but they got to be mad. Sure. They've got to be upset. They've got to be hungry. And maybe this stuff is building to where it's going to bring out some of the some better performances and a difference maker. We will see. We will see on Saturday night racing Louisville at Orlando Pride at 7 o'clock. Louisville City off this weekend. They're back in action on May 13th at home. Racing Louisville, by the way, in action the night before at Lynn Family Stadium. So back-to-back nights of soccer Next weekend on the 12th and 13th, lucity.com slash tickets, racingloufc.com slash tickets, or the phone number 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. This has been Soccer City. We will talk to you on Thursday night, a week from tonight at 6 o'clock here on these same stations, ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. We'll see you then. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.